Welcome to My Music Podcast, a podcast where we sit down with Michigan musicians and those alike. I am one of your hosts, KJ. I'm your other host, Scott. And Scott, today with us, man, we've got some guys that make some luscious music. They're uh, brothers singing in harmony. We got the (laughs) one and only Callan Red in the building, man. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, <laughs> y'all? Luscious. I was going to say something about mustaches. Mustaches. I feel very <laughs> well, Connor, I feel like you. Connor didn't have a mustache. Connor, it's, uh, a, it's a new, his, okay. it's a new feature. Development. A new feature. <laughs> it's a development, yeah. Like he's a video game character. <laughs> he's up I didn't it. get the memo about facial hair. I would have um, made some adjustments. <laughs> oh, man. Good to have you guys. Thanks yeah. for doing this. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lovely space. Excited. We're happy to well, have you. You know, we try. Yeah, yeah. That's where all the sponsorship money's going yeah, to. Yeah. This fantastic studio. Shout out. Who y'all want to shout out? Y'all have some sponsors or something <laughs> yeah. we were talking about before? <laughs> LaCroix. LaCroix. Shout out LaCroix. Cheez It. Cheez It. Cheez Yeah. That's yes, <laughs> So, Cal and Rhea, we got Connor and we got Kendall with us, mm-hmm. uh, brothers. That's all I know. So, mm-hmm. uh, tell us. What's up? Who are you guys? What do you want to know? Well, we are. Uh, Who's the elder? I am the elder. Okay. Um, yeah. We've only been, well, I've been at Grand Rapids now, the better part of three years. Connor, you moved here two years ago? I've probably been here a year and a half. Year and a half. Or so. We, we came here from Lansing or Eaton oh, Rapids. No. Eaton Rapids. Yeah, Eaton. which is an even smaller town <laughs> outside of Lansing. So did you guys um, make the move like thinking like Grand Rapids was the place for music or did you just kind of wander? That was, that was a big part of it. Um, I mean, that was part of it. We... I kind of knew I wanted to get over here right before COVID happened. Mm. And obviously that kind of derailed everything in terms of any sort of potential move, you know, um, the music stuff for Callan red was kind of getting started right as COVID was like happening. We were supposed to have our first tour. We we're supposed to leave for our first tour the week that everything shut down. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, I moved kind of in the middle of COVID. I had some friends buy a house here. So I moved in with them and then, I got to know a good amount of people kind of in the indie scene and did realize it was a place that Connor should get over to. Um, and there were a lot of opportunities here. Sweet. So were that, you guys always making music together? We have interesting musical backgrounds. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I was going to ask y'all, like, do uh, y'all you have a... Well, Connor goes back a lot further. So, you should tell them what you did. I yeah. mean, our family is not very musically inclined. At least our parents, like, they don't, they didn't do any music or Don't forget like about Grandpa right? Um, for me, I feel like I, I was just a band kid in high school. Um, I did a lot of percussion, um, and I became obsessed with like marching percussion. So like drumline stuff. And I started to like audition for ensembles in Michigan and I got contracted to play a couple of like groups and just like, that was kind of my, my thing. I was just kind of like addicted to it. It wasn't like making this type of music or or writing songs or anything like that. It was like strictly marching percussion. So that's kind of mine. And then it transferred over, you know, once I realized people don't really care about that (laughs) as much as being in a band. So what about you, Kendall? Um, well, I mean, I played the trumpet in middle school and then I didn't touch an instrument again until I was like 19. Um, I got really into bands like I was really into like the Head and the Heart and the Beatles, 
two bands that are not super similar, but I just wanted to learn how to play those songs. Um, mm-hmm. And so I got a banjo actually when I was 19 was my first instrument. Cool. And I learned how to play a bunch of stuff like claw hammer style and like mm-hmm. bluegrass as well as like more contemporary folk as well. And then um, picked up a guitar and our cousin and myself started doing like open mics and playing bar shows and like cover shows. And we had Connor cause Con, he was a, he was drum corps, but he could, he still play the kit. Kind he could of. play the kit. Yeah. He could play the kit. And so we, this is just cocky. We play these open He's mics. He's like, oh, this is too easy. <laughs> yeah. There's a bar called it's, the Avenue. Shout out to the Avenue on uh, Michigan street in Lansing. Um, we would do these open mics where we'd go on at like midnight and Max and I were in our like twenties, but you were still in high school. He was like 17. Yeah. We were just sneaking him in to like the back of the bar so he could come <laughs> and play these open mic nights with us. Yeah. Um, and then we eventually formed this band called Myrtle where we played some shows for a bit, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of, do you feel like anything from Myrtle has like uh, transported into Cal and Red? Like, is it within kind the of, DNA? Definitely it, aspects yeah. of it. Yeah, those those weren't we weren't the primary songwriters in that band. Um, yeah, gotcha. that was kind of our cousin. We were just, I mean, I I would add like little twinklings with the guitar and come up with some stuff, and Connor obviously came up with all the drum stuff for it. But parts of it. What's the? Uh, you're talking a little bit about the music scene in in Lansing. Is that sort? Of, sounds like that's where you got you like spent your time. Kind of crafting your sound mm-hmm. yeah is there I, a lot of i don't i'm I, not that crafting familiar. the, uh, so the cal and red sound you mean um just like getting your chops of like what you want to do as yeah, a just musician open mic yeah. nights and whatnot like i feel what? like that's where like the thrills came from but the music scene in general at least like in our genre are people kind of doing things projects that lend to that alternative or indie sound there really wasn't a ton of that over there yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I think if anything, if anything like morphed us towards, you know, getting our chops up and stuff, it was the fact that Kendall and I and our younger brother, um, all had like extremely similar taste in okay. music and like, like indie pop music and like, it was like extremely like interchangeable, like, and so I think, yeah, once eventually we started wanting to write and produce music, we all had that same exact like focus pulling on. from the same well yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so is, exactly. is this your younger brother that the band is named after uh yeah i was gonna ask about that why, okay. is, he, why is he not in the band uh he didn't really learn any instrument <laughs> <laughs> give him the bass anybody can play give that. him some <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that's what everyone says <laughs> give him a tambourine <laughs> something <laughs> dang yeah that's cool so it's okay yeah. so i was gonna that was gonna be my next question so yeah i mean you guys can explain the story yeah. though like why is it named that Outside um, of Cal being your brother, I feel like yeah, it, I'm Cal and Red was um, kind of when he was younger, like in middle school or even elementary school. He used to have like an obsession of wearing red shirts. Um, How long so, did that last for? I feel like for, I was into high school. What? Yeah, a bunch of years. I like wow. that big That's red funny. guy. Yeah, That's what's up. Like, <laughs> yeah, red's a hard color to wear. Yeah, not if you have ten pairs of blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny i'm getting a good picture already (laughs) (laughs) no that's a nice tribute i feel like that's a nice even though he's not part of the band yeah like like, he's still part of the band either way that's cool yeah that's dope um and you guys have self-produced the whole way around who who learned the production side because as Um, we will talk about your your music is very crisp very luscious luscious very thoughtful in its production connor's always produced at the beginning our first three songs 
um, or four, our first four songs, four singles we put out, we sent out to get mixed by somebody else. Andrew Masters was his name, yeah, guy out of cool Nashville, guy. super yeah. good dude. Yeah. Um, but then after that, Connor kind of really like started learning with it, figured it out, yeah. and you yeah. can kind of take it, it away it was, from there. It was it was quarantine, I think. Yeah. Um, was I was like, okay, like everything's shut down. I'm going to have all this time to finally like learn a new skill. And like, that was something that I think was going to help us kind of grow as our project was learning how to produce and mix our own stuff. And so I remember just like watching YouTube videos, constant yeah. YouTube, constant YouTube videos, like hours a day, like trying to figure out and tweak certain things. Um, and I mean, there was a lot of like trials and demos and, and like, yeah, but I mean, I still don't have any idea. Like, I still don't know what I'm doing at all. But <laughs> you know, it's it's fun, and that's it's an experiment, kind of the process. The fun of yeah. It, yeah, I can yeah. commiserate. I did the same thing. It was just like yeah. for I was gonna our say, album. you probably did like yeah, during yeah. COVID too. Like, yeah. oh, at, you produced? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Really? Thing. Yeah. So okay. it was like a, a matter of like buying some minor, you know, some meager equipment. Yeah. Plugins, yeah, learning right? how to use software logic. and yeah. like what hardware you need. Yeah. And then trying you... to figure out what a compressor does. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I the funny thing is like I was gonna dive in with Scott, but then COVID hit and I was like, Oh, well, it was hard. I guess we yeah. can't do it together. Yeah. So uh all you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch videos too oh, and constant. look at like resources oh, like that? Constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any favorite channels? Oh, I can't. Uh, yeah, I was gonna ask y'all that too. <laughs> I, yeah. I probably gonna spit them back out like a year or two ago, but now I haven't done much lately. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, as you know, it's like a learning curve. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, I kind of miss doing it. Yeah. yeah. Do it more. Come I'm on. Gonna I know, you, right? I'm going to send you some stuff, Scott. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay. No, you <laughs> got Devin. Devin here. knows what he's doing. Yeah. Shout out Devin. Shout out Devin yeah. Anderson, man. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So drums and then everything else, guitar, bass, vocals. Yeah. How do y'all do it? It's just two of y'all. I'm mm-hmm. assuming there's nobody else. I've seen y'all live. I know uh, you kind of have like a backing track, right? For the drums. Yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, so you're what, not playing drums live. I've, I have to say, I've not seen you guys play live. Part of like the instruments that we play, like Kendall has, even though like I do the producing quote unquote, Kendall has the chops to write an entire song and produce it all, like all the instruments. Maybe I'll step in at the end to like sonically help it out. But like he will write, full songs and i will write full songs like everything and we'll just like bring it together towards the end so it's like a really weird process but yeah that's what i was gonna say about kind of the instruments yeah. okay i feel like yeah we both kind of play every well i mainly play like the string stuff can be a little trickier for com but then i can't play like drums at all or program drums at all so program drums <clears throat> You got GarageBand around your <laughs> finger. Just What's his name? Like, who's our drummer on GarageBand? What's the guy? I was going to ask you your go-to guy. I was going to ask. Yeah. I was listening to the album bunch today. Some of the drum sound uh, programs. So is that like a, a normal thing? Oh, being a drummer. Yeah. It um, it was the first our first EP. We really wanted live drums. And like our cousin who was in that old band, we like set up a whole studio and like you know watched. 50 million Tame Impala videos and like, you know, how to chase that drum sound. And I've seen those videos. Yeah. And it's just like, like the drum recording is just like when you're a band that no one knows about, it's almost just not worth it financially in a way sometimes to find that space, get all those mics, get those drums perfect. And like, nobody cares really sometimes, but, um, and yeah, so that's why this new EP, a lot of the drums are like programmed and samples. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a telltale with. sign of a band that is like a local band. 
if the drums sound yeah. i mean we're we're just as guilty of it i mean it's hard that's why you know i've read so many stories of bands that are like okay we're gonna do everything else and the label's like well you at least have to record the drums blank at the blank studio with blank mixer producer because mm-hmm. it's such a i don't know there's right. so much that goes into but at our level you just don't need it you especially know? when you're like just broke in there's well, yeah. <laughs> like, i feel like there's there's oh, so yeah, many bands it. that right i just want to like look at steve lacy will... making his like those yeah, beats steve, on man. his on right. his iphone and like iPhone, yeah. that song like bad but, habit but insane this brings up like a question of like why do we have this taste for like why you hit scott's old man buttons over i know right (laughs) yeah you're hitting my there's like a thing of like there's got to be this sense of like drums sounding like really pristine yeah for it to be like legit but not anymore bro the game's changing man you can do so much in your and anytime a band now I feel like you and I have talked a lot about this. Like we have come across so many bands. Like we are a lower a lower level band. Like we know that. And there's oh, so okay. many other lower level bands that be like, yeah, we rented out this studio for like we that saved up crazy. twenty grand oh, and we Shit, rented like, out this space no. for like nine hours. And I'm like, dude, no, yeah, that is ridiculous. so not worth it. And you just no. wasted so much money. Like right. you don't need that. Put that to it's something not worth, else. Not worth it at you gotta all. Use, you got to use that networking, man. I'm like, it's funny. Michael was just on the last episode that we did. I'm like, we recorded there. I found Zach Doobie. He played drums on the track to what mm-hmm. I did in uh, GarageBand. Yeah. Had a BPM to it. Laid down. Yeah, my my buddy in Chicago, yeah. Mathy, and uh, yeah, he's he got was, drummers all yeah. over the country that will, you know, pay him whatever their fee is, and they'll lay down a real like, professional sounding, you know, they have the studio. Because they built it out for themselves, it's a business. Yeah, and they hire themselves out. I mean, yeah. you kind of have to like. I don't know what it goes into like trying to coach somebody into what you want in terms of a sound or like performance, right. but yeah, that's like that's back a hard and part. forth, yeah. sending yeah. stuff. Which to clarify, I do not hate live drums. Live no, no, drums are better, hundred <laughs> percent. Nothing I, yeah. will ever compare to like that humanistic like velocity, you know, with real drums versus program drums. I, feel I like mean, it can get close. You get like, a style with the program drums that you guys have. And that's like, seems to me like part of the sound. Like that's not a bad thing. I feel yeah. like that's why I locked in with you. I remember when I, talk, I was talking to Connor backstage at the jammies, man, just telling you like, uh, like how I really fuck with, with the sound or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Same. And like, um, you know, talking, about that like y'all have this vibe of just like we gotta we making the song you know what i mean like i feel like yeah. you got and i'm sure you guys probably you know pick over parts and stuff but there's this vibe of just like this uh luscious beautiful songs or either like a dance song or whatever and it just sounds like it just floats through you know and it just sounds like uh your songs you're just like for the sake of the song whatever works like we're gonna do it and make it work you know yeah it's I mean? cool mm-hmm. Sick. yeah so how did you guys develop like uh seems like you've a pretty good following is it through touring you were saying about touring earlier like um no <laughs> <laughs> um not really so touring touring <laughs> it's a money loser it's right just a there. waste of money no it's yeah. not um you guys just it looks back. good on the resume it looks good on the resume it so really does. that's kind of yeah. more of a long game thing so right when we pitch ourselves to like booking agents or if maybe like larger labels down the road might look and see, oh, these guys self-booked three tours like out west, you know. That like so this is our third tour this year. 
Um, and we hit a lot of the same cities we have been. Uh, oh, third, third tour this year. Oh, gotcha. third, uh, in general, in sorry. General, this, okay. this last year was our third tour. Um, and it was the first one ever where we had like at least a few people, half dozen people that came to each show just because they knew us from our music. They weren't friends right. with us. Um, so I honestly, most of our fans, followers in Grand Rapids, at least is just from like word of mouth and all mm-hmm. the friends we made in the scene. But uh, like the Spotify and playlisting has helped us a ton. Yeah, streaming's uh, different. Streaming, streaming yeah. helped us out a ton. As soon as we got that, that first song Zebra that kind of broke through for us. As soon as Spotify put that on, editorial. all those play, all those editorial playlists. Dope. That's kind of what like pushed us through. Different game, bit. dude. I love. It kind of turned it into a bit yeah. of a different game. I love you know, when Zebra. that happened. Make sure you Thank drop you. that track. <laughs> <laughs> put it in right here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's it seems like a black magic to me with Spotify and playlisting and there is an art to it. There's yeah. there, it's just like everything. Yeah, um, you got to spend money. I mean, we I've spent yeah. so many hours. <laughs> like they call it. I don't know. I'm sure you know. Like campaigning. Yeah. Like for everyone Musicians, who doesn't, who everyone listening notes, who might not know, like together. you you campaign you campaign for your songs. So right. You have to. Um, spend all these times on programs and websites that'll streamline it to curators that'll get it on the right ears. But that costs time and it costs money right. to like make make them have some initiative to like make it happen for you. Pay right. to play. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a pay, pay to play, play just like everything else. <laughs> but it's, it, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be truth, dirty. It's just the reality it, it, of, yeah. of the landscape. I mean, that was the essence before streaming. Find a radio guy or the DJs right. and pay to Give them your CD your and hope right. they... Gosh, yeah, yeah. Pay to, yeah play this, yeah. That's interesting. Well, well, anything else you guys want to say about yourself, about Cal and Red? We just, uh, oh, we just announced a uh, big boy show. We first just, big boy show. Oh, oh yeah. Show. So yeah. Opening yeah. Up for Bastille. Our biggest hey. show today, opening for Bastille. 20 Monroe. Oh, yeah. September 17th. That'll be sweet. 20 Monroe. Congratulations. Sweet. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. So That's we're, very exciting. We're getting psyched for that. Um, this summer, July, we're playing a few shows out east. Um, Brooklyn, D.C., probably Philadelphia. Cool. Nice. Maybe a few more. So we're psyched for those. We got a bunch of local shows. Any some some more singles you, soon. Any places y'all haven't been that you're stopping on this tour? Or? We've never mm-hmm. been east before. Oh, we've, okay. we've only right. ever so been west new. of the Sweet. state. So yeah, all oh. new. We're playing at Bells this there, I summer. Saw, I think I saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. which cool. is which we're excited for. We've never been there before with our homies. Pink with Sky. our homies, Pink Sky. Oh, Pink Sky. Oh, nice. Huge shout out to them. Angelica, is that her name? Yep, Angelica. Ryan and Angelica. She, yeah. I, I, I'd hesitate to call her a student of mine, but I worked with her at Kendall College of Art and Design nice. when she was a painting student. So I have oh, a little bit of connection arts, to her. Her paintings awesome. Yeah, they're very That's good. Um, cool. Well, let's transition. Cool. All right. So yeah, trans- transition. Do you watch Fantano? Uh, of course, everybody <laughs> watches the needle drop. <laughs> This is a music podcast. Did you watch nerds. his? Oh, hold on. Here's something we can talk about. His review of Mac DeMarco? Yeah, okay, yeah. This oh, is yeah. something we can talk oh, about. Yeah. About One Way Mac, G. One Way G. She want the sandwich, baby. She want the sandwich, baby. 
and tomato. She wants the sandwich. She wants the sandwich. <laughs> All right, Come on, sidebar, dude. sidebar. Right. How does he rate let's it? Talk about, let's talk <laughs> about what Wei G, just this small. <laughs> let's talk, let's uh, riff on that. for. I could go on what about that. Like like All right, so here was my initial thought. And Scott, you noticed we're in a group chat about music. I sent it to everybody. And I was like, 199 songs. <laughs> like, like, Mac what the fuck is my this? boy. But this is ridiculous. Man. <laughs> my like, man. This is just, my this man. is stupid. Max Mac has like gone, fallen very much in my like interest level. Yeah, as a musician, yeah. to be honest, everybody like I feel like after uh, this old dog, maybe even Sally this old days. dog is beautiful. I think. Yeah, but that's where fans are like. He seems like, like he's I'm got done. like two or three good albums in him, and them like okay, I, yeah. But here's my thing with One Way G, love it now, right? Um, yeah. And I started to kind of go through it, and I, I think I saw an interview with Mac talking about it. And he's just kind of like, uh, you know, and, and the weird thing about that is he got it mastered in like the highest quality <laughs> I can't you could get it that. mastered. They're all demos, but he was like, I'm just going to master them to the highest of quality. So they sound like good songs. Mm-hmm. And essentially just like the ethos was just kind of like, uh, these are the songs that like maybe I don't like. And I think they're like, oh, these are fun to me. But I kind of forget that other people might enjoy these too, you know. And he talked about of just like, you know, kind of like turning a new leaf and a new beginning and being like, here it is, right? And I've been kind of going through and making my own separate playlist of yeah, all the songs cut it down. that I really like. Oh, yeah, there are like some good stuff. Dude, send me that. Yeah, there's some great stuff in there. Send yeah, I'll send that, it to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems and like that's the thing. is like I know. At first, I was kind of ignoring it, but like the songs that I really like in there, like, yo, this is really dope. And it kind of gives you that like confidence as a musician yeah. because, you know, you have all these like little weird songs that are a minute or a quick 30-second idea, and you're like, man, this could be something just because of time or whatever you think of it you know uh doesn't mean it's not anything you know so i love so, the fact that but he that's yeah that's a whole like, other thing go. about like the changing changing landscape of music is like the whole like let me just open my catalog to you because i can mm-hmm. right like or these like expanded deluxe reissues of of things that's like let me just i don't know i don't have I think again my a, old man hat comes there's out, a like, weird there's no, a specific reason <laughs> why mac, i think there's a very specific reason why mac has um a f- files and folders that big with such high qual- caliber demos because he is a high caliber songwriter at this point and i remember seeing an interview of his like five six years ago at this point um where and i felt like very in tune like i felt very kind of seen by what he had to say here because i haven't really heard anybody else talk about writing this way but mm. he essentially said when he sits down which he i'm sure he writes every day like most people right, who do right. full time when he sits down to like work on something um it either like happens in those first few hours or it doesn't like he he's gone on record saying if he doesn't have like the bulk of a song or something like he would put on a record or on the radio within like a few hours, it's never going to be anything. And he knows that and he just drops it and right. never goes back yeah. to it and moves on the next day to a new thing, which I feel like I struggle with that. I know Connor doesn't, you don't exactly write like that, but for me, like if I don't get most of it and like I do, Kind of, well, I feel like you're better than me. Like, if I don't get the bulk of something out in a few hours in one go, odds are it's just never going to become something unless I turn it over to him. But I feel like you're really good at just kind of like picking apart and just adding and adding and adding and tweaking and trying different melodies. But I just get like frustrated and mm. impatient. Mm. And Max said that's kind of how he is. So it makes sense that he has this 199 song dump box of like yeah. high caliber demos. Because they are probably are ones where he spent but four or five think, hours and then just like lost drive. Mm-hmm. But how cool is that though, too, to see like, man, between 2018 and 2020 or whatever the last track is or whatever year, 2021, it's like 
dude, this dude been writing. You know what I mean? Regardless yeah, not, of what you think of the albums stuff. or hating the albums, it's like, yeah, this dude like works. You know, and you gotta appreciate that to a certain aspect. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is there like this anxiety, like voice in the back of somebody's head that you need to put out music, or else you become irrelevant? Irrelevant. Yeah. With like the landscape of like just people churning out like my, our buddy i brought up earlier Mathian, like churning out albums like you just need to or like i, I was think, gonna add that i remember what i was gonna ask about i was like singles yeah you said you like you you oh, have yeah. to yeah. Yeah. these days there's Sing, you gotta stay on the tip of somebody's tongue anyone anyone you ask but, like in the industry these days they tell you, you have to like you gotta be doing a song yeah. once every like six weeks to two months it's only the only the highest tier the one percent the like, the taylor swift yeah. the vampire weekends they have the right to do an album every four or five years like right. nobody else has right. that right if you're scraping trying to claw to the top you got to be keeping your name fresh in the algorithm as fast as you can so it's like not even putting out albums it's just like let me drop a song Singles. every couple months yeah yeah it's that's I, that's I what we've say, been that's been hammered into our brain. Most, I, don't, I don't hate on it i'm but just I'm, it's i find all this like so evolution change, very yeah. fascinating yeah i think it's also like one of our main goals i know we're we transitioned but now we're talking no, about we're good we're good this is still um, good talk. Yeah. but sense. i was gonna say i think it goes along hand in hand like with our like main goal for cal and red for the project with all these singles is that like we like chop so many songs and so many ideas as kind of was saying like it all comes to him or it doesn't and like that's kind of what we want to do is release only songs that are like super consistent and like it's all subjective like all of our songs could be garbage but um like songs <laughs> that him and i songs <laughs> that him and i love like equally 100 percent, like top yeah. to bottom and that's like when i'm listening to albums I, I don't hear many albums that i can listen to top to bottom and there's not like that's one a hard hard song. Yeah. Yeah. so Even that's those, almost like with those singles it's like you can give all your firepower into that one track and then yeah. wait a few months you and know. you got to do it consistently though like even the mid-level bands like um, we're not going to name anybody here but connor and i like when we spend a lot of time in the car together on the way to like shows or tours or whatever we'll sit and listen to like eps and albums by bands we admire and artists we admire and we'll hear you'll hear like a five six song ep and two of them are just like one minute instrumentals without like much hook right. or much yeah. going on it's like, like why do you need that one we would star never track. we would never reserve like we don't we don't have the right to make anything like that. Like it just, yeah. it wouldn't do anything for us like mm. um, to further our progression, you yeah. know, or draw more ears onto us. But once you are at that level, once you are Kevin Parker making currents, you can make two <laughs> instrumental those, tracks. Yeah. People have more on, patience for yeah. you. Oh, and they, they trust you. Yeah. We like talked fans, about that. Yeah. 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 They'll actually sit and listen to you as opposed to if they don't know you, they're like, I'm not right. investing my right. time. And in, you can be, <laughs> once you're Mac DeMarco's level, you can put out one way. Yeah. yeah. And everyone will listen to it. There we go. Some yeah. crazy yeah. dude. Yeah. Some crazy dude will listen yeah. to it and make 100%. a playlist of your good ones. So yeah. I, I did crazy. make it through six hours and 45 minutes of it, by the way. Wow. I work at I work at a brewery in town and we opened at noon on Friday and me and the other guys working. We started it at noon and we made it till six forty five. Wow. <laughs> Listening and the other staff members got too sick of it. I listened so we to had it to shut in it chunks off. for sure. <laughs> That's cool. I okay. got a shout out. The, the yeah, favorite go. song in there is uh, the t- Toyota song. Do you know what I'm talking what about? What number is I this? I like that. Yeah. I don't even know. I like She Want the Sandwich. She Want the Sandwich, yeah. Let this in tomato. It's literally what it's about. song's nuts. All right. Enough about Mac DeMarco. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. He's got a little bit in the same vein of like the Wolfpack guys that like kind of irks me. Like this like... 
Trolls. No, bro. Like, by the way, Spotify. That was the best thing ever. <laughs> they did, for the yeah. I can't yeah. party by Jack Stratton. There's it's like the nonsense songs. Song like, right this now. is not even a song, but like I can't people party love it. is great. Okay. Have you heard that song? I've heard it. You seem cool and artsy. That's when I broke the news, honey. I, I, I. I can't party. I can't party. It's good. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh I'm just. Yeah. Uh, I like Corey. Yeah. No, they're all cool. Long, yeah. <laughs> but they have like a fandom that like laps it up, which no. I can't talk because I'm a big fish fan, and they do just exact same. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah. Oh, just yeah. a different era. Oh, you're a yeah. fish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, oh, I, I, I get it the now. Fish book. <laughs> it's all making sense. It's all making sense. No, it's the same thing. So I can't <laughs> criticize. Okay. So, anyways, we want to talk about a topic with you all that I came up with after listening to your 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 music. Mm-hmm. As I was listening through the album, I'm like, okay, this this is interesting. Like in my ears, towing the line between what I would call like rock music, indie music, and something that's a little bit more um, aligned with the pop world. And maybe that's not a fair judgment, but that's the thing I was kind of thinking, because there's other bands I was sort of putting my mind in as I was listening to your music. I'm like, okay, where do they sit within this like music pantheon in my ears? And it was sort of in this two, these two camps, not one nor the other. And so I wanted to talk to y'all guys about what makes a song have like a pop sensibility to it. And I don't know, that seems like a very like amorphous topic. No, I like it just being open like that. Right. I got a lot of thoughts on this. And it, <laughs> I think that it's not just rock music, but it's it's hip hop, it's funk, it's soul, like Yeah, like there all are all these genres, pop, jazz, rap songs, yeah, for sure. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So, I don't know, is it, we can just kind of go around if anybody has any thoughts about like what maybe sonic aspects or song writing aspects um Production, mixing, all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. You, <laughs> if you want to be that purist, anyone could be that guy and say, "Well, technically, anything after right. 1940s right. is pop. Right. Like anything yeah, after right. the classical era ended right. is right. Right. technically yeah. pop." Which episode done? Encapsulates everything. Cue <laughs> the outro. <laughs> it has a pop sensibility. <laughs> I, I got three like general things that are sticking in my head for what oh, makes God. a pop song. No, yeah, one is one is melody. Right, melody. The yeah. Melodies, the arrangement, so the format of the track and the production. I think those mm. are okay. Three so talk, break down melodies, things. like earworm, basically. Melody, yep, specifically vocals. Okay, like, is it? Is it a hook? Is, is it, catchy? it catchy? How does how does the vocal melody, how do the notes transferring align with the chord progression or the instrumentation in a way that like, you know, hooks you in? Like, you know, the the one time when you hear that song and you're like, Oh man, I want to hear that again. Like any good yeah. examples that just pop off your head with that idea? Oh my goodness. So many. I mean So many. I mean, yeah, there's <clears throat> countless. For us, I mean we j- I I'm I guess keep, I know the first. You, you say something because no, I'm just gonna like, talk about Tame Impala the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, I'm a huge Tame Impala fan. We talked about wait, we talked about in the last episode. One word: currents for that vocal. Yeah. Well, I feel like, so we grew up listening to like a good amount of, if you can believe it, country and then like Christian rock. 
but mainly country. I feel like in our parents' cars. Um, and then like classic country or no, it was talking? like it was my it was like early two thousands country. Oh, like so. Garth Brooks, Carrie Underwood, and Garth no, Brooks. No, Garth, kind of Garth Brooks is early nineties. Garth Brooks in nineties. Garth Brooks. But I have a specific. I mean. I have one specific memory of hearing a song because, like, I would I would sing along with those songs, you know, in the parents' car. But I remember hearing one song specifically, and I can't remember the name of it right now, so I'm gonna keep stalling. Uh, <laughs> so right. you can drop it. No, it was we were at the Becker's house, Connor, our cousins, yeah. and it broke. We were I was probably like eight, you were five probably, and we just broke into this dance party when they put on the one song off that Maroon Five off of Songs About Jane. Oh, Maroon 5. Oh, this love. This love. This love. Dude. Yeah, right. The first time, a great album, like, through and through, but... The first time hearing that song, This Love, that like sparked something right. different That's in my head. That's a good example. And I was like, dude, I want to hear this 20 more times in a row. You know, I'm like, this like, is so let's, fucking catchy. Let's, let's go into that song and break it down. Like, for like, what do you the think? The chords in there makes, are I was about nasty, to say, for me, dude. the piano, the boom, 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 boom. It's got that boy band sound. It's yeah, got exactly that classic like, like that, that pulsating boys. vibe. Yeah, yep. a and little the drums, gnarly. The drums, the drums hold it down, say, and yeah, all the yeah. instruments are like syncopated behind it. So right. it's just like that cool. you got James Valentine's funk yeah, guitar yeah, going yeah. the whole time, and just like yeah, every part of that song comes together. Living bomb soaring pipes. Yeah. Now does that go like firmly into the pop world, or does it still like see, straddle I, in the rock? See, this is what I want to ask. So like for me, yes, I say pop. But when you talk about melody and you think about something I'm thinking about that I would never consider pop, but I guess maybe it could possibly be as like an earth, wind, and fire. Would you consider like September a, oh, a yeah. pop song, Gosh. you know? But yeah, that's like it's like when I put that. I'm not gonna match that. I was saying hi. I can't. I can't match Philip. I can't match Philip Bailey. Yeah, usually I'm right on. I'm off with that pitch. That's a hard. Yeah, he he was up there, man. Yeah, that that that's why. But it's like, would you guys consider that like a pop song? Well, it's got the what the melodies, the catchy melodies. But does it have the production is crisp? Yeah, it has the format and production. I feel like that's pop for me. That Interesting. One. See, and goes out of funk of at would. that point. I'm popping funk. I, I like a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. Merger, like, but you know, there was this real interesting part in like history where people hated disco music. Yeah, you know, where it was mm. like that's not true pop music or right. music for the radio. You know, it's just like or rock music. You know, whatever they were trying to. You know, whatever the main genre was, it was probably like rock music at the time, which mm-hmm. was not considered pop. But this disco was pop you know what i mean like this is trash so these guys are like, losers to yeah so th- i feel like there's always this negative Purists. connotation yeah with the word pop you know like you don't want to be like labeled as pop sometimes some people but i'm like well, i think that's why these bands like are really trying to play with that like, yeah you know i feel like this yeah. i feel like it's a it's a closer merger these days than ever i like do you remember when even like 10 years ago or what year are we in now 2023 <laughs> yeah. even like 10 15 years ago um, maybe a little past that, like there was pop radio, 
Yeah. Like the hits and there was alternative radio. Right. And there was like rock radio and alternative and rock were very close, but the pop was like its own thing, this crystal clear, whatever production. And it was pop was, I feel like, like a bad word in like 2010 to like the alternative fandom. But now with that bedroom production, with the indie genre, which who knows whatever that means, like it's all closer together than ever before. So pop, isn't necessarily that like curse yeah, word that it used know, to be. You know, we we've talked about this, and I know you don't like the the bedroom pop, but like I I love bedroom pop, which is like ba- Mac oh, DeMarco. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 that's that's like my roots, kind of in a little that's bit. That's cool. Like, and I feel like you know, I you talked about you started playing banjo when you were like nineteen or so. Do yeah, is like I was eighteen when I started playing guitar, so I feel like there's this real DIY element of like mm-hmm. I got to get this done myself and figure it out and figure out how to make music, and I don't even know how to read music, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I feel like a lot of that music just kind of started to shift because you had these artists who really didn't know what they were doing, but they were somehow making still cool songs with melodies and, and shit, you know? And now, like you said, like now I feel like it's Didn't more know what they're for, doing like production wise. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm but saying. it still came out cool. Like you that's talk about, about the Steve Lacey, like pop. making it on his iPhone. Like yeah. he was just like, I didn't know this would, people would like this. I was just trying to make I something. I think like back know? like with that, like Modest Mouse and like the Shins and bands that were so like the well, original. Those, those well, the, were people in the original studios. bedroom. Indie, yeah. No, kind of like Mercer's, like the first album, like in his bedroom when he was 27 oh, on his yeah, parents' yeah. computer. What, what was like, the first? Shin's album uh, Not Wincing the Night Away Oh, Inverted World he, Have you heard the production on that? Like that was literally just That wasn't raw. recorded in the studio? That wasn't no. with Sub Pop? Connor, that was oh, That was okay. not Sub That <laughs> was years from Sub Pop Yeah, But it's just sense. like And like Modest Mouse's early Like they were just slamming around instruments within the vicinity of a microphone. Right. And it doesn't have it. Like bedroom production back then, it's just not what it is. To, but yeah. it's still, they were good songs. They're like good songs. They had the hooks. They, they don't had have that. this computer next to no. us with plugins yeah. and, you know. It kind of sounded like everyone was just playing everything in one room with one microphone. Right. And yeah. they just <laughs> shipped those CDs out to people. Yeah. Right. But like, it was catchy. I was thinking of um, MGMT. Oh yeah, love them. Yeah, <laughs> well, they they were working with Fridman right off the bat. Yeah, but like that, like you know, in this world of indie, but right, right, in essentially like pop songs. Yeah, like, like Electric Feel is a song that we can all agree everybody loves. It, right? That's got oh, that that vocal song. melody. Yeah, like you one of the catchiest help. songs ever. The thing yeah. is that that track, like that, is not like a super like polished, crispy pop. No, track. no like, it's not. It's yeah. super melody, saturated. The vocals are distorted. The drums are the like drums, like marching drums. Sometimes. You know, like like yeah, like flaming lipsy. Like yeah. Yeah, like I don't even know. You know, like super hi fi. I don't. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Dave Fridman. But yeah, that's a that's a cool track that you mentioned because that's not what you think of when you think. You know, industry plant but pop like music. Blew up. But, but it's blew up. Yeah, it's like, funny. They were making, you know, they hated those songs. Like oh, yeah. Electric oh, yeah. Field yeah. Kids. It's yeah. it's so funny. They were just like making stuff to make fun of that. Oh, these kids on the drum will think this is awesome. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then so, yeah. it's like the hottest tracks in <laughs> the next 30 years. <laughs> They're like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you went to like a Spotify uh, playlist, like, I don't know what you would type in, but it would be on there. Kids, yeah. time to pretend an electric feel right, yeah, every all, single one. Yeah. I also made me think of, I've watched a few interviews with butch vig talking about engineering 
never mind and like basically telling oh, yeah. Cobain like in other words like we're gonna make this a pop album like mm. and that's why they hated it that's why they went with Steve Albini for the next one to make it way more dirty, which what they wanted to hear in their, yeah. you know, in their heads. But like, but it's so crazy. That's because why Teen Spirit is like essentially like a very poppy. But they still wrote that song. I mean, you could talk about the right. mixing all you want, but the the lyrics and right. the the power chords of the guitar and the drumming is what makes the song. I'm like the mixing does. I mean, it jumps out of the speakers. Yeah, like still. yeah, it, it's so funny with pop. Like you know, you talk about pop and it's short for popular. And I'm thinking like, uh, I think I've seen John Mayer say something about this of like every musician is making music so people will listen to it, right? Like mm-hmm. you want to be popular, so like eventually when you cross over to a certain spectrum it's going to be considered pop yeah you know so but that goes back to the first yeah idea it's like all yeah, yeah it's all like yeah but i think there everything are, 19 since there 1940 clear, like, delineations of like things that you know for whatever reason there's like a level of credibility that they want to not get into that world you know within their camps i mean green they day don't went want there. to but if there's Right. Well, there's the greenery right. I mean, like green you'll day. trans you'll transfer into it for a bit you'll yeah. walk over that line but then once you get to that point of like notoriety and where you can step yeah back to what you like want to do right i don't know i think like i think of like coldplay made oh, cool. yeah, coldplay, yeah, coldplay made like first two awesome like first two albums then they made x and y the biggest record on the planet right They jump back to Viva La Vida. Like after they got that point where their household names are like, yeah. all right, we're going to do something fun again that not everyone's going to like, but you know, and right. now we don't have to talk about what they're doing now. <laughs> I mean, Coldplay is back basically in the early Coldplay. taking the root of U2 Christmas. in a way. The, yeah. Our generation's U2. Yeah. 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 Um, I know. Right? <laughs> I was listening to Coldplay the other day. Um, one of the early stuff. Because they, our daughter's into Sing 2 the movie oh, yeah. and there's a cover of what they do a Cold Chris song Martin cover or something. Hey, yeah. Sing two is dope. We both got daughters. I've only seen the first one. Oh uh, yeah, okay. I got her it on vinyl. Is the second birthday. one with like the Big Bad Wolf and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Dope. On vinyl. <laughs> yeah. All right. Child's first vinyl. Sing two. <laughs> Where are we going from here? <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's the first uh, movie that his son watched was Despicable Me too. There you go. So it all starts somewhere. It all starts on those sequels. <laughs> those sequels, yeah. Um, there's other songs like bouncing around my head, but uh, so we were talking about melody. Then you talk oh, about yeah. um, song structure. Yeah, structure. So, so speak more about that. I think that's a big one. Oh boy. Um, I don't know. I mean, like there is that that you know format for quote unquote pop music that's very poppy. Where I mean, you have to hit the chorus by one minute at the most like you have to hit that chorus um and then you know you need your your verses and pre-choruses and there's like time marks almost for like pop music do you use this ever as you're producing honestly not really but it happens to land that we always have a similar structure where a chorus does bust out at about a minute and like yeah i don't i mean (laughs) 
It's like you're not trying to. I'm not calling you out. I was just curious. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You seem like you're very conscientious of it. Yeah, I feel like we I always go to in trying to, and then we start having fun and adding stuff. And <laughs> we just yeah. get further away from the mark, but yeah, it's always in the back of the head, kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, uh, like, uh, also another thing that I would think with pop music that that was always there and it went away, and I feel like it's coming back is like songs have to be like kind of in this like three minute or less mark. Was that three thirty or something? Yeah. Which like Jimi Hendrix and Beatles, you know, I, I know they talked about like you know a lot of those songs before like you know, before the Beatles went way out there, you know, like they wanted them to keep it under three minutes, you know? Um, I believe it is. The yeah. algorithm is favoring shorter songs. We were songs just talking this, about really, time length of songs we've on just, tour. We were listening to the XM indie radio the whole time. And just every song, like so many songs, just like two minutes, 10 seconds and out, 215, 220. It's crazy. And it's, it's just crazy. Like, it's like not even I, I remember I listened to Lil Uzi verse. I just want to rock. I just want to rock. And it was like I over in a song. Yeah. I, but it, it, I was like, by the time I even got into the song, I was like, what is the synth is building out? And done. I was like, it's done. It wasn't even two minutes. I don't even think it's two minutes. You know, minutes. he's like the master of this. Again, you know? the, the absolute master of that the last like three, four years has been Lil Nas X. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, he like, yeah. uh, Call Me By Your Name. That That's a, like a minute 40 song or minute 50 song. But it's super catchy. Call me when you want. Call me when you need. Old Town Road, obviously that to was a, like yeah, right. Up, but to a certain extent, it has to be, have something to do with like um, social media, like Twitter and things where we're just, TikTok. TikTok. Uh, yeah, we'll, it's like we'll say TikTok once, and we could talk about that all day. So let's dude, just we say don't know TikTok is TikTok. TikTok is the cause of. I mean, that's like TikTok is controlling the music industry these days more than yeah. anything else, which Crazy. sucks. What's the but, longest TikTok video that you can make? You can make pretty long TikTok videos, okay. but just when you, with a song, you only normally get what? How many seconds of the song? Ugh. Like four or five, six seconds. Dude, my niece and nephew, song. they were on TikTok and they were watching like probably something that was hashtag. So it was the same song just over and over as the videos just kept going. I was like, how is this not annoying you? It's like the same seven second click of a song than a minute, yeah. 30 seconds yeah. song. Because everybody was using <laughs> yeah. like the and, same thing. For and once better, we, we lost the attention span. So now we have to speed up all of our songs. Yeah. Do you ever oh, see those dude, sped up tracks? Yes, please explain like, this. I saw they did a Bad Habit sped up. Here. They did a <laughs> yeah. Kill Bill sped up. So yeah. like, any right? like popular and song where I'm just yep. like, what? What, what's I mean, up we're with scrolling, that? getting new video, new video. So, are know, they speeding it up to like add to TikTok to have more time? I like, I, I don't know because there's also the slowing down. Yeah. If you yeah, if you're like big head, you, yeah. you scroll through YouTube and you see slowed with reverb. I'm gonna click on that, yeah. you know. But yeah, it's weird the slowdown and the speed up. But it's like I get the up. slowdown. It creates this tension of like high feeling, but just being sped up like a chipmunk is like yeah. for what? To fit it in a video just so you could dance to it and I get no it idea. I, yeah, dude, it's TikTok. It's Gen Z. Yeah, it's to combat this, I just listen to Yes albums where it's <laughs> one song the whole set. <laughs> 
Whoa, whoa, I'm Gen Z now. <laughs> 22 minutes. Know, Don't dude. talk too much. No, I will. Gen yeah. Z. I, I think a, it's fascinating. Scott, are you, you're, you're a millennial, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm like an old millennial. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fat. Yeah, the song, the whole, what is it? A, B, A, C, mm-hmm. A, something like that. Well, these yeah. that we just, yeah, we did just get told by, because the song we're working on right now, um, we're kind of going back and forth on the format and kind of like worried that it's going to take too long to get to the chorus or do we need more choruses or should we shift this around? And um, a guy, Mike, Mike Clemenza, who works at our label, who's kind of our main point of contact there, he kind of like assured me, he was like, no, I think this is rad, dude, like with how things are going right now, the algorithm, like it doesn't favor ABAB as much as it did like five years ago, like so with weird. TikTok and other things. Like it just, I, it, which doesn't make sense because it, there is that shorter attention span, you know, and everything is right, so much shorter, right. but it's like, you don't even need two courses. You go A, B, C, right. and D yeah, if you exactly, want. Like, yeah. Right. Whatever. Just give them one course. Yeah. I mean, if people are just going to put one, it on replay. If it's replay. just that five second thing on TikTok, right. yeah, give them one course. Who the fuck cares? Do you listen right. to uh, the podcast Switched on Pop? That's a good they, one. They, yeah, they just talk about pop music and they talked about Steve Lacey and Bad Habits. And they were like, there's like three choruses in this song. There's obviously, I bite my tongue like a bad habit. Then there's the, I wish I knew you wanted me. It starts with a chorus, it's right? Yeah, it starts with a chorus. Format, yeah, it's it like, a weird format. It's, it's and I never noticed format. it to afterwards. I was like, wow, it is just like a crazy, it's all over the place. That's but, the, yeah, I think that's the exciting aspect of this new landscape is that there are no rules anymore because people are listening to music differently yeah than than in the past that's cool that's exciting yeah i'm like it's almost like pop music is anything where the rules are out the window are either structured so really anything i guess again yeah (laughs) yeah that's good that's good examples um i was trying to think of some others off my head to put some in here but what was it i feel like did you see there's a radiohead song that's popular on tiktok now Wow! Something off OK they Computer. I can't remember something. which one. I know, but like it was like an obscure one off OK Computer. Paranoid like, wow! Android? Even, no, it wasn't Paranoid Android. Fitter, happier, more <laughs> paranoid. I can see that. <laughs> What's the meme like? Old people just wait for like TikTok to come to Instagram when it's like three weeks oh, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Facebook. <laughs> yeah. In the Facebook, yeah. That's oh. me with Kendall has everything, Twitter so and everything, I have TikTok. Twitter. We argue, we don't argue about it, but everything starts on <laughs> Twitter. Fight, like every yeah. joke starts on Twitter. Okay. And then makes its way to Instagram and TikTok and right. then goes to Facebook from there. And so I feel like I'll see something and like try to show him and I'll be like, oh, and then he'll see it on TikTok like two weeks later. Okay. So you uh, said you were saying melody song structure and what was your last uh, production? Yeah. Okay. So go drums. down. Dr- dr- we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Drums. Production. Loud drums. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't, I mean, you, like I said, you have your, your typical, um, like pop music that you hear on the radio or like the like industry plant music where like the label's paying for you to go to these studios and these, you know, engineers and whatnot and just get like this song handed to you. Like that's like crystal clear pop music. Um, but I wanted to talk about um, when you were talking about bedroom pop, I think the beauty of bedroom pop is that like there's all these artists that like have this ambition to create this music, but they don't have like, it's like a skill deficit almost of like, you know, whether it be the mixing or the engineering or producing or figuring out what instruments. And it's almost like these, these artists are doing like 
the non-conventional route to create this thing and it's like what people haven't heard before whether it's like worse or better um but i just yeah i think that's really cool yeah about, no. i'm right, um, I'm right there yeah weird, i'm right there you know? with you yeah i mean it's just like you're making do with with what you have you right. know what i mean and it's like anybody who makes music is like gotta appreciate that and i feel like some of these people who make that music they're real characters you know so it's almost like you could sense the the admiration of like Sometimes, sometimes you listen to someone. It's like that was beautiful, and mm-hmm. it sounded like shit a little bit on the mixing yeah, and yeah. production side. That shit's muddy as but hell. Yeah, it's like, muddy as hell. Yeah. But like something like, about this, I love this. And, and we've talked about this uh, the, on this podcast before. Is a uh, unknown mortal orchestra. We just talked about that, and I remember I found funny friends like his first <laughs> song on Bandcamp. <laughs> And I was just like, what is going on? Like, it was mixed so bad, I couldn't understand what he was saying. And now I understand, like, that's his mixing style. Like, it's hard to even understand his lyrics. But something about that intrigue where, like, I don't know if he was doing that intentionally or not. And now it's just become his thing. But something about when I first heard that, it had this quality of, like, I know this dude made this in his bedroom. I know he's not yeah. with a label. I know he probably loves music just as much as I do. This has got some crazy psychedelic vibe. I've never heard to it. Uh, but like now I'm intrigued, you know what I mean? So there's something to be said about pop, but especially like right. bedroom pop, like you can hear feels... the song in the, in all of it. Yeah. There's the songs there. The presentation might not be there, and, but yeah. yeah. And I yeah, think the right. point that I'm trying to make is just like bedroom pop can be dirty or whatever. It's more about like a feeling and a vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because like, you know, you talk about the nineties or two thousands when you think about pop music i think it was more like britney spears and nsync and boy bands and i'm a barbie girl and stuff on the radio you know what i mean i just listened to i'm a barbie girl so that's the reason why i came up in my head it's <laughs> playing it with Maisie. she's playing with her barbies i was like gotta hear this barbie girl so yeah come on barbie let's go party But anyways, isn't I, I just think that's funny that the word pop back in the day was more for cleaner stuff. And now it's just like, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think a good example of like Ruben with Unamortal Orchestra is back in the day, have you, like the early Alex G stuff. Yeah, Alex it's G. very yeah. similar. Like it is that crazy muddy, like what are you doing production? Yeah, but yeah. it's just kind of like all he had readily available. did chip away at the marble you know and it wasn't like a perfect statue of david but like it was you could see you could hear what he was going for Mm -hmm. and the like the beauty of the song was in there i feel like his music's beautiful now let me ask you that yeah Yeah, like Mm -hmm. the god save the animals production like gorgeous do you seek do you hope for do you hope for these acts to get to that level of like real like pristine production I do. or is that sometimes them? sometimes it backfires yeah. like modest mouse who i mentioned earlier when they went more hi-fi the fans fucking hated it like, which do you yeah. remember that 
So I was just talk, texting a buddy. I'm like, this is actually a really good album if they just didn't label it as Modest Mouse. And like, oh, because <laughs> it just has that. Just like, is Isaac Brock's new band? And uh, people probably would have liked it, but like, yeah. there's this association with the early albums. People, they want it to be gritty. They want it right. to be that. Like, and but, that's just, once they I there's a lot of good songs on that, the newest album. I don't know you. You don't know me. If I can just like divorce myself, dude, I'm always shooting for artists. I mean, we keep talking about Steve Lacey. I hate to keep bringing it back to that, but I was so happy to hear Gemini writes and be like, "Yo, he he figured it out. I don't know who he's got on here. He still with withstood like his bedroom pop sensibility, but the songs were a lot more crisp than being recorded on an iPhone. You know, yeah. Like but you didn't demos. lose that like. But you didn't, that yeah, vibe, exactly. That, like, you know, what he was the vibe, for, yeah, you know? yeah. And I always think it's the vibe. You know, talking about Alex G. You know, uh, like God Save the Animals. Like mm-hmm. I remember I heard Runner. And like oh, that song, is good, yeah, it's such a great song, that. right? Stupid good song. And it's like a pop song, and you talk about melody when he's like loaded it's up. Great the vocal melodies the entire time. Is there a single chorus in the song? Let's talk about that. I think that's the chorus. The you roll think it that's up. That's the chorus. And that's just and yeah. And I was like about to say champ. it's about putting a gun to your head. I'm yeah. like it's so crazy, but it's just like it's like this chant where you almost don't even notice the lyrics. It's like yeah. it's just the way he's singing it, the way he's like low in there. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the course of the song. Load really? it up, pull the trigger to the back. For of my me, head. that's like for me, I totally see that. For me, that's like an outro, and like there is no, there's no chord. There's a hook that's like yeah, I'm like there's no real hook, so that feels like the hook to me. Yeah, I guess yeah. The song's like, called Runner, like the, so maybe that is the. But hook. that's like five. That's like four seconds. Yeah, ago, and that's like the catchy, and then you're back wow. into like a verse again. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a weird, bizarre structure, weird, a weird earworm that yeah. like took over everyone. It's about those earworms, man. I mean, that's that's all it is. It's just like, man, when you can make a song with a great melody or something catchy or something to like, it doesn't even matter the format or right. the production. You could throw those two things out the window if yeah. you got the melodies. If you got the melodies, like people are gonna want to listen to it. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I guess when you take like radio out of the mix, where maybe those songs wouldn't translate to the radio very well, um, where people are. I guess that's what I'm more interested in. Like, do those songs, yes, they're very good. Do they elevate themselves to like billboard level pop? Yeah, see, and, like that's, and, that's, and that's what I was trying to get at with like uh, Britney Spears in sync. Like, but, even now today, like Beyonce is like pop, but that's a different type of pop. I think of like a Black Eyed Peas who like, yeah. Or I think of like a No Doubt who's, and I talked about them before too, I think, but like transition their, their first album from being very like, mm-hmm. Ska right. forward till you get to rock steady and they then were they were super ska. They were super yeah. ska. And like three albums later, they're you have Gwen Stefani, like the pop yep. singer. <laughs> um where you are like climbing up the billboard charts. Do you think they were happy about that? Like do you think- financially. Yeah. <laughs> oh, most definitely. There's such a big team behind that too. Oh yeah. yeah. Everything. You know, it's the the chart the charts are weird. That one name. Oh my no, god. Like right. the it, team is insane. Radio and charts I feel like are different these days than i don't know than before yeah well you know speaking like just working for or volunteering for yce you know it's interesting just i didn't know anything about that world but like a triple a radio you know like the 
adult alternative album is what it stands for but i guess a lot of people look there so like uh what was that one band i'm thinking of? mumford and sons or whatever yeah like, but it was not your fault but mine and it was your heart on the line i really fucked it up this time didn't i my dear Kind of when they were kind of like local people, you know, they were getting a lot of play on these triple A's. And then that's mm-hmm. where other people were coming in being like, what's this song? Why is this getting played so mm-hmm. much? You know, and kind of pulling it out. And, you know, there's few and far in between where those songs were like, not only are you on YCE, but like KEXP is playing or whatever, you know, these uh, these other like stations like that. And uh, it's funny to think about radio in that way. We're like the community radio stations, you know, are the ones that are kind of making Finding some of in, these. Yeah. yeah. I think even like a Taylor Swift, you know, I've heard like some of her stuff, like kind of started on triple A radio. I was wondering if maybe like an Alabama shakes. Yeah. Same thing. Brittany Howard. All I mean, of their that, first man. album yeah. to their second mm-hmm. album yep. was a big jump in terms mm-hmm. of like sound and color was the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I mean, sonically it's. they got to be a little more relaxed make that more ambient like i feel like that's what they wanted to make that's not what the first album was right then they got to kind of space things out and do different stuff on sounding color right it was not a like radio ready billboard ready project as much but like it still did it because yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy it won the grammy but it just like right it wasn't it it was it wasn't as urgent as the first one because they got to kind of like settle back and make what they wanted to make right because they did put that time in and build themselves on the chart with that first right right you know or i think of like uh black keys as you transition from like thick freakness to was it brothers Mm -hmm. they did a big pop jump yeah you know where you start yeah you guys start getting them arenas with danger mouse (laughs) producing they wanna get my Yeah, I remember the uh, first yeah. time when I saw they were playing at Van Andel Arena. I was like, Black Keys are that big? Like, arenas, yeah. huh? I mean, like, now yeah. our box producing in Nashville to make, like, you know, right. big hits. Dude, he's doing, like, everyone. He did Cage the Elephant. He's, yeah. he's producing everyone. Yeah. 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 Like, he's got a pop sensibility when you could have, like, written him off as just, like, a blues guy. Yeah, easily. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So is Pat. Pat does. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know, oh, Pat yeah, Carney yeah. does a shit ton of production himself in Nashville, like, at his own studio. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's cool um, to see, you know, to, to see that. I, I think a lot of people might not be into that, like, growth of a musician to transition that way, to, like, really gain that, like... I love seeing it, man. ...stature in the music industry, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? I wouldn't need his Rick Rubin in here yeah, to Rick turn Rubin, an yeah. album into oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta talk Dude, about Rick. I just, I just listened to a Rick. podcast with him. Or he was on uh, Armchair Expert oh, well, oh. talking with Dax Shepard. And that's one of the better interviews I've heard. And, like, he's just, that guy's profound. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Right. He doesn't even call himself a producer. He's like, he's a guru. I'm a, I'm a Tate. Like, I have he's taste. A, I've heard him I'm say he's a, he's, a re- he's a reducer. Well, he's, he's, he's a reducer. Yeah, he, to come in. He likes what he likes, what he and he tells away. people what he likes and what he doesn't like. Yeah. And that's what he, he gets He doesn't paid know how to play any instruments. He doesn't know how to mix. He doesn't know how to work a soundboard. It's bizarre. Yeah. He's like, that's good. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could be that. Fuck, <laughs> that's cool. Where it is that we have that. another Strokes album on the way that he produced? 
Really? They did one, apparently, like a couple of years ago, they did one in like Costa Rica on a mountain together. They recorded an what? album. Yeah, they've just been sitting on it now for a few years. Hmm. Who's their guitar player? Albert Hammond. Strokes? He's coming yeah. out with a new yeah. album this yeah, year. Yeah, Solo? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Albert Hammond Jr. Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. Got to see them open up for the Chili Peppers, man. The Strokes? Julian Casablancas. Oh, Casablancas, yeah. As funny as you think he is on stage That's cool. Five. <laughs> Julian, that's he's, a guy. He's, he's top five melody writers. Yeah, we talk Speaking about melody, melodies. Most we talk about that all the time. I've Connor, definitely and I, a most list. people wouldn't think that because you just think of him as like this dirty rat rock boy. But no, his dude. melody sensibility is stupid. Good. Yeah. I mean, Room on Fire is just like <laughs> pop song after pop song, just like filtered through, like very lean. What was the the big song that broke up last night? You know, like that last was kind of the big song that broke them out. Last and man, night. I remember the first yeah. time hearing that like on XM Radio, and I was like, yo. Song yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's just, just like so it's got nice. something about it, man. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Isn't but it I, wild that after like 15 years of them, if you go to any list or any like any streaming or like top, their top songs on Spotify or Apple, it's the adults are talking because of TikTok. Oh, uh, song that came out like three, dude, that's got dude. more streams by a lot than TikTok, anything else they've did, ever put So out. I saw Tyler the Creator with uh, Kali Uchi's opening, and <laughs> they lost their mind on this one song. And I'm like, luckily I was with my 17 year old nephew, but I'm like, yo, why are they going so crazy? He's like, oh, TikTok, man. TikTok. it's like our big song on TikTok. And yep. I was like, what? Because they were oh, just like the. After the Storm song? No, it wasn't After the Storm. Oh, That's the one with okay. Tyler, but it was, it was something off of the, the second album. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Because I was going to say that it's was bizarre. on TikTok for a while. Yeah. So do these like more legacy acts just have like a whole team of people to like keep them relevant inside of this social media? Oh, dude. Yeah. PR. Well, yeah. PR, 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 social media teams. Yeah. Like That's like the number one thing once you reach that level. Right. A lot of these artists just like, I, like I don't know the ones that you see pop up in Pitchfork every other day are like that's the best working PR person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's, a, it's so integral, so these crazy. Days. It's just like it's lost. It's like music has so much of his grassroots like uh, thing more than ever now. But also there's this behind the scene thing that still exists. You know, I feel like we try and push this uh, idea of like independence or like Chance the Rapper winning a Grammy without, you yeah. know, putting out an actual album as a free mixtape. But then he loaded it on Spotify. Or he but it's like, like doesn't have, he's not signed to he's a He's not label, signed to a label, but, like, but he's his still. Team is fucking it, that's, a, that's exactly the point label, I'm getting like, at of yeah. like, you know, don't be fooled by this like, yeah. oh, there's this full independence and you can do it like. Wolfpack, I think, does it well with Jack, but I would assume at this point he's probably got some they have type a team, of team working. working on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got probably a, a number of video editors. Yeah, and, so I'm like, yeah. there's a there's a point you can start, but when you reach a certain level, like, don't fool yourself. That's you can keep acting. Still are like, yeah, independent there's and not on the amount a label, of time that is put know. into that. Yeah, yeah. Woo. and that's probably true for like any creative industry, not just music, but right, just yeah. film too. To be able to do that, to keep on top of it. Mm-hmm. Because you got to stay in front of people. 
and yeah. that that just takes time, like yeah. hours. Yeah, time, yeah. publicity. It's tough. All publicity is good. Publicity. Makes man, it's just like I just love music, man. That's all I want to do. So, <laughs> does it make you realize, like, as like a local musician, like the hurdles that need to be jumped and the ladders that need to yeah. be climbed? Yeah, I think everybody knows it, man. But uh, shit, yeah. if you love music enough, I feel like you're just gonna keep doing it. You know, I always right. say like most Def says, like, there's two people who uh, who or no, there's only one type of people that like music. And those motherfuckers are making the music because they so obsessed with the music. <laughs> and like, that's how I truly feel where it's that's just like, good. man, if you just love music, you're just doing it. Like, yeah, obviously yeah. You, you worried about that stuff. You want to do it, but it's just like, you can keep doing it because you love it really, you know? But like, when do you transition it to being a business? Like, were you doing all that like administrative bullshit that we were talking about? Like, you can't just, just be like, like you gotta I'm just going to make the music. Like, people are going to hear it. Like, once yeah, you're making money it. off it, I feel like, because it's yeah. just so hard financially if to you stay want afloat, to make money off right. it. Putting yeah. all that. We get asked the question all the time, like, like how much money do you make? It's like, man, at the end of the day, like, I mean, yeah, it's going to be nice if we eventually do get to make a lot of money from it. But it started off with just us wanting to make songs that, like, people could fall right, in love right. with. It's got to start there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then you got to actually. But then, yeah, once you hit mid-20s, it. you're like, okay, um, you know, got to pay rent and yeah. do this and that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. It's I know how it's been for us. Yeah. It's it's an interesting. I know you get asked all the time. I get asked all the time. So yeah. like, is is Callen red? Is that a guy just asked me a few hours ago today? Um, is it like a is it like a hobby or is that like what you're trying to do or is that just for fun or like what's going on there? Because they see we spend so much time. That's that pressure, is like, man. It's so crazy. And it's like I I don't yeah. know. Like you, what do you think? Yeah. Like when you see oh that question. Yeah, that's the one I was. Alluding to, I'd be like, yeah. I still have a day job. I got until asked I don't. that the other day. Yeah. Dude, when we yet. get asked on tour, we get asked all the time um, if they're like, "Oh, so you do this like full time, right?" And we just laugh. We're like, dude, yeah. <laughs> we work forty hours a yeah. week. Yeah. All the money we make goes towards someone. All the money we, we owe make, someone money. Goes, yeah, yeah, we're just in debt. Yeah, dude. yeah. yeah. We don't make money from this. At yeah, all. that's what you kind of gotta have both yeah. when you're at this 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 thing, man. You know, it's 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 tough. But if you love it enough, man, you keep doing it. I mean, that's really right. what it comes down to. I mean, sometimes people see me at work and they be like, "Didn't you just play at midnight?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm here now, dude. <laughs> Shut up about it. You know, Man. <laughs> they're like, "You're famous, though. What are you doing?" Here? Like, no. If famous. I was famous, I wouldn't be working here. <laughs> You're locally famous. Uh, You're famous. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> cool. Um, any other thoughts about like this uh, this world of, uh, of of pop music of what, what makes something have a pop sensibility? I I love the three things you said, but I feel like there's a fourth. That, that maybe we don't focus on as much but lyrics people still like no. they're looking yeah people but people connor we'll debate on this. is this why we have like lyric videos it's, on it's interesting youtube people i want to write for... a thesis on lyrics versus melody hey we already did an episode on that you, you can, can say whatever you want as long yeah. as it's a good yeah. as long as it's a good melody you can say whatever do we you do want that? mostly do we do you that with elijah no, russ we just yeah. talked about like I no we talked about like lyrics versus yeah lyrics versus music yeah yeah, the one thing first. is that though, if you ask a random person who doesn't make music, who doesn't have a musical background, what do you like better, lyrics or melody? They say lyrics. There's lyrics. Like they're, they don't musicians, know, yes, say melody, yeah. but, but they don't know so, what melody means. They're like, oh, yeah, I love when he's saying, you know, uh, like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, I love when he's saying, <laughs> oh, yeah. They're thinking of the word. They're not like, no, yeah. I like how the pitch, you know, right, went right. within the chord. Baby. Like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like. So yeah, I think it's just a weird like just no, people don't understand the definition. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Like no, coming no, from yeah. our seats right here, but <laughs> I do think that for like the masses of people, like 
here. I don't know. A lot of people still are kind of in tune, especially like not so much maybe in the pop genre or in that, like in this rock genre, but like, like folk, folk music. music as a yeah. whole, like folk yeah. music. It is, it's the lyrics are saying. fundamental. Yeah. Right. Like Gregory Allen is cop. Like all those guys, like lyrics are a massive part of it, you know? And or I think of like a, like country music, country music, the melody is the oh, same in every right. single song, but right. as long as you're singing about, your Pick American flag and, and Bud Light shorts, and, 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 <laughs> like you got to have the right lyrics in there. Like that's right. a whole nother Country genre that's different. Well, fundamentally, there's like based a politically driven message that you're singing about. People yeah. want to connect like to that. Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Like I guess Bob Dylan's a good argument. Bob Dylan is he's, I mean, Rolling Stone will tell Wait, you he's in the top ten singers of all time. Yeah. I will refute yeah. that till the day I die. Bullshit. But yeah. his lyrics are fucking amazing, right. and like yeah. he's a poet. Like so, there are people that kind of live in that realm, and like. Yeah, they are huge because they're great. I think it's all about right. how you express yourself. I mean, it's funny you mentioned Bob Dylan because the last Jeopardy question I just watched was about Rolling Stone and it being named after a song more so than the band. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about like like a Rolling Stone, and so I was listening to it. But it's more about like when he's like, "How does it feel how to be alive?" You get that like, organ behind yeah. it. Like it's the drive of like when that part kicked in, you know, yeah. it's, it's funny, like the more I listen to music now, I try and like, just for my own sake, I figure out like, man, when something makes me feel some type of way or hits my dopamine or like when that part came up, I was like, I try and analyze. I'm like, it was the way he, he, he made me feel it. Like he jumped in there, you know what I mean? Like, like the tone kind the tone, of. Yeah, like that's like what it, I'm saying. The tone the, and that, yeah. and that's his individuality. The dynamics you know? of yeah, the song. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's been that's building up to that. that. Those words though. So it right. builds up to that. And then when he says, how does it feel? Like. That question, that prompt, you can't tell me that doesn't hit you harder than if he were to say, Yeah. I took her home. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah. Or, it's like, about how you put sometimes words it together. Is that emphasis Connecting that with you in the message. Yeah. Dude, I was, uh, so I keep talking about Backstreet Boys. Who's the producer who does like all these pop songs? Mm. He's a Swedish guy. I can't remember his name. Either way, Max Martin? Max Martin. Max Martin did right. be- Oh, yeah, Max Martin. Yeah, yeah. So, Every song uh, ever. <laughs> I heard the demo of I, I Want It uh, the, That Way. What is I Want It That Way. Was it? No. What is it? Yeah, I Want It That Way. Yeah. Yeah, tell me why. <laughs> tell me why. So before... Is before, it just basically yeah. have a question? So before, yeah. Max, yeah. so before Max Martin came in, <laughs> they used yeah. to say, that is why... Uh, and like in the demo, they were saying like saying see, everything. That's so much worse and he than can't, also, it, it, it sounded so bad. It was like they changed one. Where, yeah, tell is, me why. That enunciation that is, why, yeah. is so that much is worse. Why. That is or that tell is me why. Yeah, <laughs> you get that. Like, yeah, oh, it's so language. weird to think. But about it's so that. weird to think about that, that right? Where it's like it's just why. that small little tweak Every in the word. Is that like that t t? That's like tell me. I don't know what it is. It's like Steve Lacey. I wish I knew. Like not. I don't really know. Like, <laughs> yeah. that wouldn't slap as hard. Yeah. I wish I knew. Like, yeah. oh, the enunciation. Yeah, that's good. That's, <laughs> that's good analysis. I love that you brought up Max Martin. We're oh, talking about yeah. pop music and the fact that no one said his name yet. <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done, like, I feel all, like all him, the and, him and Ryan Tedder, pretty much yep. any song you hear on a pop station, they've written in the last, like, 10 years. All right, have we, have we circled I think around we got pop there. music? Let's, yeah. let's go there. to the next point. All right, we I know, we didn't tell him about this, so oh, I always say this. I always you need to start ending this out because I always go, oh, we did we didn't tell you this, uh, but I'll edit it. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. So uh, we always ask our guests if your music was a type of blank, what would it be? 
Um, and Scott, I, you got to tell me if we've done this one, but we're going to say if, if Callan Ridd's music was a type of spice, what type Ooh. of spice would it be? Spice. Opened up that spice <laughs> yeah, cabinet. Yeah, we're talking pepper, salt. You could be as bland as that. You could go with the 21 salute seasoning from Trader Joe's and <laughs> go crazy. Yeah, it's like a bunch of different Smoked seasonings. Smoked paprika. Yeah. Lemon pepper, <laughs> what we got. Yeah. Old and you can take your time with this if you need Montreal steak seasoning. Also, I feel like I was harsh on our last topic. For the record, I love lyrics, by the way, just so you guys yeah, know. Yeah, if you're listening for lyrics, Connor fucking hates it. <laughs> no, I love lyrics. I just want everyone to know. You're that. like, sing what the fuck you want. I don't care. <laughs> I sound like an Connor asshole on two sing. things. He doesn't sing on the tracks. Look at him. That's how you know. He does sing. I sing out of it. It's good He's like, you want me to sing yeah. what? Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I just write bullshit lyrics. But yeah, no, I do love lyrics. And also, I do love the big pop artists. Anyways, had to clarify that. <laughs> Um, you, write good, you write good lyrics too I press replay it hits me like a dream Versus I press replay And it was like a dream Ooh it hits me like a dream yeah. Like you like that's such a bit like you have a I'm sen- be honest, you have a sensibility. I'm be honest, for lyrics. Cal wrote that lyric for me. <laughs> oh, I was showing him this track. Well, you he... don't have a sensibility. <laughs> for lyrics. All right. Your brother does. That's a, yeah, that's a confession on this podcast. Uh, only, only like obviously we draw like from like ir- a lot of nostalgia, and we draw from like nostalgia, eighties, like, like something you irresistible might have, type hooks, something you might have heard not like well earlier in your produced. life, or it might bring mm. you back to something. Like that's kind of what we go for. What's so that, like, what's, what's that something? Spice? What's, what's your, something what's your grandma? That's Familiar, that's yeah, in the stew. You familiar, let interest, yeah, interesting at the same time. Like you can go back to it, but it also, I don't know, draws something. Yeah, it's just got to be something that's reliable for most foods. Pretty, pretty versatile. Easy on the palate. Nothing yeah, like nothing, nothing too nothing red pepper flakes. None of that. Yeah, that's too, too much yeah, spice. Too spicy. I mean, um, for me, oh. what's man, the? Uh, I just what's the thing? Oh, I would know. Yeah. Is it cumin? Cumin's like in everything. That's literally what I was thinking. I well, I do love that. I wasn't sure if that was too like divisive. No, cumin because you put it in chili. Like chili, I just pour a bunch in there. Yeah, I didn't know if that was like too divisive. Sometimes when I make meat, sometimes I throw some cumin on there. Like yeah, like cumin's good. I don't know. You could go with that classic blend of just like. Salt, pepper, onion powder, garlic powder. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the you're, you're, combination chicken, you're, you're cooking a chicken. No, but you put that on like everything. True. Yeah. Veggies. Yeah. Most meats. This yeah. was a hard one, KJ. Yeah, I, I know. I hit, I hit him with a hard one. Good, I always dude. try I mean, and hit him with the tough ones. I think it's ones. tougher because I can only do you give him a tough like one ten two spices. Yeah, between two the two of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, I don't know. For me, I'm going to say just like that. Hand ground, coarse salt and pepper. Oh, coarse, there you go. That's yeah. I coarse salt and pepper. Yeah. I mean, salt the, and pepper, the like the, not from the box, but yeah, the you grind, know what you know what's coming. You're grinding it yourself. You know what you're getting. You're it's a good combination. You're putting the work in. You're like it's familiar. Like you know your game is, but each it's a little different every time. Mm. Um, there's work that like there's a tiny bit of effort that goes into it. So like a little more love added to it than just like. Salt and pepper shaking. Hey, there but you it's go. classic. Yeah. But it's it's classic, it's fundamental, it's but it still adds a lot, you know, and it's still something it's adaptive. Everybody can grab onto it. Everyone can, you know. No, I Salt that. and pepper has never Hell gotten such yeah. a yeah. it's pop. <laughs> it's pop. It's pop. Yeah, what spice would pop? It's pop, but grinding it makes it uh, indie. Yeah. But no, yeah. It's bedroom grinding. Bedroom grinding. That sounds like something else. <laughs> 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 Different podcast. <laughs> Different. 
<laughs> Tune in next week to Bedroom Hey right? yo <laughs> We're gonna talk about my favorite <laughs> playlist <laughs> for yeah. That was fun. That was good. Yeah. I like it. Thanks guys. Yeah. Was, yeah. Cool. Nah, thanks yeah. for having us, Calorie. We uh, oh, thanks we got for catch having us. September, September, Tony Monroe. That's that's Monroe. awesome. Got to beat that's it. Tony Monroe. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what's your? Do you know how long your set time is? Um. They said it's between thirty and forty. Or thirty and forty-five. They'll let us know as cool. it gets closer to the show. Yeah. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Cool. We're gonna you. be. Thank you. I don't know, we'll be doing something. I don't know. When's the uh, when's the East Coast tour? Uh, we're gonna do a couple dates in the middle of July. Okay. Okay. So cool. Well, cool. You guys are going places. Congratulations. Thank awesome. Thanks, Scott. Happy to have you all. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Deuces. Peace.